something to believe Maybe it's God for you Maybe you think that everything's a lie Lord, I hope that isn't true Some folks live personal wealth That'll do you forever a coin Some folks just believe in themselves And they carry it in their growth we all need something to believe. Hello everyone, I'm Jeff Benda, and you're listening to the Fargo Catholic Podcast. My wife Melissa and I are trying to teach our four-year-old daughter Lucia that her behavior has consequences. In a perfect world, Lucia would understand and grasp the concept taught to us in a famous Christmas song about Santa coming to town and she would just be good for goodness sake. But lately we've been choosing to teach her that when she is good, she can receive a reward. When she's not good, she might get a time out. She might get a toy taken away. Or she might have to go without dessert. And it's not just our four-year-old. I'm on the road every day for work and I could very easily get into a habit of eating fast food for lunch. But instead, I work really hard on being good and pack a salad or a yogurt and fresh fruit. But then I catch myself thinking, great job, Jeff. Now you can reward yourself by sitting down in the evening with a big container of those peanut butter-filled pretzels we bought at Sam's Club and eating a third of the container. And there seems to be some sort of logic to this for me. When we're good, we get rewarded. When we're bad, we pay the consequences. That's why the gospel reading from Luke chapter 15 for this coming Sunday is one of my favorites, but it's also completely illogical. The long form, if you get it, is going to include both the story of the lost sheep and also the story of the prodigal son. If you remember, the prodigal son begs his father for his inheritance, he blows it all on being naughty, and then comes back crawling home ready to beg for forgiveness. The dad rejoices, kills the fatted calf, and has a big barbecue to celebrate. But now, if the story wasn't in the Bible, and I heard this out on the street, I would criticize the actions of the son, but I'd probably be even more critical of the parents. I'd probably preach tough love and try to convince them to make the bum go out and get a job. The cynic side of me would not be killing the fatted calf and serving up steaks for a welcome home party and barbecue. But in the story of the prodigal son... Here the son is given a gift he did not earn. The story can cause confusion. It can fluster us. I know it flusters me. Just like if you've ever had someone give you a random gift you didn't earn, that too causes confusion. What are they doing? Why did they do that? What's their real agenda? It's not my birthday. I didn't do anything for them. And when you ask them why they did it, and they tell you they just wanted to do something nice for you, no real reason, this causes more confusion. Now you got to get that thank you card written. And now i got to track down my wife, Melissa, ask her what drawer in the house we keep the thank you cards, and figure out exactly how I'm going to write this and what I'm going to say. Because when something is given to us like that, for some of us like me, it seems now we feel obligated and beholden to that person. And we don't like that feeling. We don't want to feel obligated. We don't want to feel beholden. We want to be the one calling the shots. So if I make it to heaven, it's because I made the right choices. I prayed. I went to mass. I went to confession. 
I even fasted that one time in 2015, and it wasn't even Lent. Boom! I made those choices. So God is going to give me heaven, right? I control my behavior, and so I am the one who controls whether or not I go to heaven. If we do good deeds, we get rewarded. When we get rewarded, we get dessert. Or in my case, peanut butter filled pretzels from Sam's Club. If we don't do good, we'll end up getting really hot in hell. It's very often presented to us like that, very bluntly. But what if God gives us the gift of heaven? What if God gives us the gift of his son on the cross to show the depth of God's love for us? If God did this for us, wouldn't we then be obligated to be grateful? But in this way, if we look at it this way, then our reward in heaven is a gift to us. And our life of good works, of prayer, and fasting that one time would be a response of thanksgiving for what God has given to us. But this concept can make people really nervous. Salvation based on gratitude? Because it puts the control in God's hands and takes the control away from us. Something we hear about in the news on a daily basis is the U.S. economy. That word economy we hear constantly. For most people, they believe the economy is where I go to buy something. I bring cash or a debit or a credit card to the counter, and the store gives me that item. I have paid the price for that item. It's an economy. Our economy is based on money. I give you value with my $7. You give me value with a bucket of peanut butter filled pretzels. But what if I walked into Sam's Club and they gave me my favorite snack and then I, in return, gave back to Sam's Club my thanks by offering something back to them of mine? This is a completely different type of economy. It's no longer based on value or money, but it's based on gratitude. It's based on thanksgiving. And it really changes what we're about in our spiritual life. If we accept that Jesus died on the cross to show us the depth of God's love for us, then we are asked to show in response gratitude and thanksgiving. Think about this. One of the greatest gifts you can ever give to someone is a free gift with no strings attached. And when they ask you why you did it, you respond, Oh, someone gave me a gift, so now I'm paying it forward. That the gratitude of someone else has inspired us to be generous to someone who did not earn it. Our country's economy is an economy of earning versus an economy of gratitude. But this economy of gratitude we see in this Sunday's gospel. It challenges us. How will we respond to Jesus' gift of the Father's love? How will we respond in the face of evil to the people who don't deserve it? How will we respond when God gives us great gifts that we don't deserve? Will we ourselves give gifts to people who don't deserve it? God does this for us all the time. You may be one of those sheep that wanders off and wanders away, but God's going to go out and find you and bring you home and rejoice. Just like the story, the parable of the lost sheep and the prodigal son that we're going to hear about this Sunday. I think we should all take some time this week to write down a list of gifts that we have received. It could be gifts directly from God or from others. I bet if you took the time to do this tonight, you'd have a good night's sleep because you were reminded that God gave you gifts. Today was successful because of God's gifts, not because I did the things that I did. 
So try that tonight. Make a list of those gifts that you have received. Maybe right before bed. So when you lay your head on your pillow, you will rest with the graciousness of God. You know, every night, my last words to my daughter Lucia before I close the door to her room is, I love you, sweet dreams. And so my prayer for all of you listening to this is that you too will have sweet dreams tonight. Sweet dreams of joy and hope. Explosions like a heartbeat Yeah, my mind's keen Rushes of emotion Now let's do it again The sweetness and adventure Without adventure TV's got your mind stuck On good reality Forever, I send my condolences to the site of the drive.